Hello friends, welcome to a new episode of No One Is Listening. I am your co-host, Jen, and with me is my other co-host, Steve. Steve, say hello. Hello everyone. Um, so for this episode, we are going to do um, one of our themed, favorite theme, thematic mm-hmm. episodes um, where we do a deep dive into one particular person and in this episode we will be talking about the man of the hour Donald Glover slash Childish Gambino. Mm -hmm. Um, Steve's going to do most of the talking because I think you know a little bit more about Donald Glover even though I'm also very very into him and if you've heard the uh, our podcast at all you know that we are super high on um his show Atlanta, mm-hmm. and have talked about it numerous times. So I guess this is not a surprise to anybody. But yeah. um, I just I think he's a really interesting guy, and he's fairly young and has done a lot in the like twelve years or so that he's been um, he's been working in this industry. So um, as always, maybe we can start with the a rundown of his career on IMDb, which yes. will not speak to his childish Gambino stuff, but we can we can pepper that in later. Yeah, I've, like, I, I went on IMDb and also Wikipedia and, like, put some stuff together. And so here's, like, the timeline of stuff that's relevant for us, at least, and the stuff that you and I have talked about. This isn't too in-depth, but um, there's the early stages of his career. Um, well, first of all, he was born uh, September uh, 1983. That makes him 34. Yes, he's my age. <laughs> and, um... Uh, his first breakout is, I think Tina Fey saw a spec script that he wrote for The Simpsons and thought it was really funny, so uh, reached out to him, and he was a writer actually on 30 Rock from 2006 to 2009, which is like, it's crazy to think of that as like your first step, being in a writer's room with Tina Fey. Um, that's like normally like step 10 or like the pinnacle of some yeah, people's career. Yeah, she careers. picked you out. Yeah, exactly, and she picked you out. Um so uh, from 2006 to 2009, he was a writer on 30 Rock. Um, and I, like, imagine, like, you know, being on Atlanta or writing for Atlanta, um, like, that was, like, a huge, it's, like, a huge buff. You know what I mean? And and buff is, like, a video game term where it's, like, oh, oh it's, it's like, a steroid. You know what I mean? Where it's, like, because of that experience... You know, he's, like, so much more well-prepared to handle a writing room, know, what, like, what works, what doesn't work. I mean, it's it's an, it's almost like an apprenticeship, but, mm-hmm. you know, time's, like, a thousand, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so, writer, and I think, I didn't really watch too much of 30 Rock. I watched, like, a little bit of the beginning, um, but I know it's, like, super critically acclaimed, and I know that... I think I read that he's like appeared on like a few episodes too, right? But for the most part, just a writer for Thirty Rock from '06 to '09, and he also in 2008 comes out with his first mixtape as Childish Gambino, which he says he got that name from the uh, Wu Tang Clan like name generator website. Okay, yeah. Uh, so he just he just went with it, right? So that's like his early stages, right? The first mixtape in '08, and he's a writer on Thirty Rock from '06 to '09. Um, and I, I mentioned that he was, he like made appearances on 30 Rock, you know, like sporadically, but his first like breakout role uh, came as, I forget his name, Troy Weaver? Troy something. On Community, on community yeah. in 2009. So in 2009 is when, I guess he left 30 Rock because he got hired for Community, right? I don't know the exact time of that, but um, 
an NBC sitcom, a Dan Harmon show called Community. Did you watch Community? I did oh, watch Community. Oh, I watched... Even the young seasons? No, no. I think I only watched the first four or five seasons, okay. right? So Community in 2009. Uh, in 2009, he also does his first stand-up. Actually, it's only stand-up. It's stand-up uh, for like Comedy Central Presents, like a 30-minute, half-hour stand-up show. And between the years of 2011 and 2014, he comes out with several more mixtapes, goes on tour, and I think he even has like two or three albums come out during that time. I think it's two, but it might it might be three. And so he's on community from 09 to, I think, 2014, 2013 or 2014. Okay. Right? Um, and that's like his kind of like acting, you know, stand-up comedy and coming into his own as like childish Gambino. Um, then in 2015 is when he starts appearing in movies and he has his own show, right? So 2015 is a huge year for him because he's in Lazarus Effect, Magic Mike XXL, and The Martian. And in September of that same year, he, they debut Atlanta on FX, right? And this year has been huge for him because Atlanta came back for season two. Uh, he has he was in the Star Wars movie Solo, and next year he will be playing Simba in The Lion King, right? Mm, and the not it's not a live action. I don't know. I don't think so because. A live-action Lion King would involve <laughs> animals. Yeah, you know, I don't know what it's going to look like, but um, there's that. Oh, and yeah. then he uh, debuted um, a new album, and his first uh, single was called This Is America, which debuted at number one on the Billboard 100. So, like you said, he is the man of the hour, and it doesn't seem like there's a lot of stuff in here, like our first one was Keanu Reeves, and his career had spanned like 30, 40 years, and we're going through all the different kinds of movies and all the stuff he's done. Um, and this guy, I mean, it. we're on a 12-year run right now, you know? Sorry, I think it is going to be a live action, and now I'm so confused. No, I, yeah, no, it's live action, but I don't know what that means. What does that mean? Does that Maybe mean? it'll be like the way like they did like Life of I think so. Okay, right. yeah, yeah. Go on. I just think it means not animated. Okay. Yeah. No, um, so he is the man of the hour, and we thought, you know, even though he hasn't had, there's not too much stuff, you know, in his Wikipedia IMDb, um, I think you and I are big fans of his, and now is as good a time as any to do deep dive. And we don't want to do deep dives just on people who are, like, older, only have, like, careers of span decades. I think there's a, there's enough stuff in here where you can deep dive, mm-hmm. right? Um so why don't we go to the first question that we normally do, right? Which is, was their peak the beginning, middle, or end of their career? And by end, obviously, current, current right now, right? So I personally have it broken up into like the early stages, which is like 30 Rock and the first mixtape of Childish Gambino. The second stage is kind of between 09 to 2014, which is like a stand comedy, being on community, and like going on tour as Childish Gambino, uh, and the current version is, like, when he starts getting into, like, movies, you know, Atlanta, you know, This Is America, you know, that album, right? So what do you think is, is this the peak of his, is he peaking now? Did he peak too early? What do you think? He's peaking now. A hundred percent. There's only, there's only one right answer, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Atlanta is probably the most critically acclaimed show on air right now, mm-hmm. um, Movies, and even with that, like, the fact that he's, like, I think it'd be a different conversation if Atlanta and the movie thing were in different 
stages of, of his career. Yeah. But I think they bolster each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's able to be in movies and still be, you know, headlining, like, the most critically acclaimed show on TV. You know? And he, and so it's like he's dominating TV, he's dominating movies, mm-hmm. and he's dominating music mm-hmm. because he has the number one song in the country with This Is America. Yeah. I mean, I, this is... I don't remember the last time someone was dominating in this many areas. Yeah. I, I'm, actually, I, I don't think anyone, right? Yeah. Unless know. we're missing some. I'm yeah, sure I you and I, I are missing some. I don't, yeah. not that I know. Yeah. Right. And he is doing it at all in very interesting things. Because I think you oh, can have the number one show. You can be in right, a right. movie. You can have some single or album. Fair. But... He's really using his unique position of being this creative force and picking very interesting projects and also um, calling attention to things that, you know, need attention to be called to. So um, the solo thing, I think he's been, he's has said multiple times that he's always wanted to play this role and he like auditioned for it and like worked really hard to like and like you know it's just it's I think it's a realization of his like childhood dreams coming true um what he's done with Atlanta and what he's done with his music career which I don't actually know a lot about his music career I do like some of his stuff but like I don't you know I don't really pay attention to lyrics and words um but you know in particular I did want to talk about This Is America because it just it it dropped like the week, and by it I mean, let's just talk about the music video because I yes, okay, so much yes of that song's resonance with Americans or with people has to do with the powerful music video. He dropped it the weekend that he was on SNL Saturday Night Live, like hosting the show, mm-hmm. and um. I don't know, I watched it and I was like, what did I just watch? And then I watched it like a couple more times and it's just just this, um, it's just this like indictment of police brutality and our country's gun epidemic, which gun epidemic is like very uniquely American. Right. No other country, no right. other country of our, um, I don't know, like, um, progress, like a progressive country in the right. world has this problem. No first world country has this has problem. This right? problem. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's so unflinching the way that this is all presented. And, um, I don't know, like, it's, I think it's a huge risk that he's taken. Um, obviously, I think people who listen to his music are not necessarily, I could be wrong, but are not necessarily, like, you know, like, super heavily right-leaning right, right. people to begin with, but um, he's making a point, and he does it week after week with his show, too. Just picking a show, or making a show around this community, and like like community of like struggling like black people living in Atlanta trying to make it in the world and um not even like a a person who's made it like Paperboy in the right. in the show is like struggling a lot 
um, to make it. Like on the verge. On the anything. verge of making it. At and best. Like, it's such a, it's a like really unique perspective. Because when you think of hip hop stars, you think of like people just like drowning themselves in champagne yeah. and like, you know, like partying with Drake. And like, this is not that. Right. Um, I don't know, I'm losing the thread of what I was trying to say here, but I just think no, like, I... all the stuff that he's doing is really, really interesting. Um, and he's really using all these platforms to put forth like art that is actually like making a statement. No, I think that's very well said. I think, you know, the, the keyword that you mentioned is creative force. It's because you can't limit him into a box. He's a, he's a writer, he's an actor, he's um, a musician. I mean, he's just so many things and everything he, t- I feel like he has a Midas touch right now, mm-hmm. you know, and I think people kind of look to him to tell them like, oh, like, you know, like, what should I think about certain things? You know what I mean? Like, they use him for, not use him, like, in a pejorative way or in a, I don't mean that, like, they exploit him, but, like, um, I think they look to him, you know? I think a lot of people look to him for, you know, information. They look to him for um, kind of, like, you know, what they should think and how they should think about yeah. certain things. And I think he is, like you said, it's like he's the man of the hour right now. You know, and hopefully, I mean, he it, it's like he can do no wrong. And normally that makes me nervous because that usually means something is coming. Um, but, you know, I mean, who knows? We'll see. Um, here's our next question, right? Which is that what is your personal favorite performance? So which version of him do you like best, right? And I have my answers. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go first, actually, because I don't want to put you on the spot. I want to give you some time to think about it. But my, I think... It's not Atlanta because I think uh, the guy who plays Paperboy and the guy who plays Darius are actually, I'm more captivated by them when yeah. they're on screen. Yeah, and that's not to say that Donald Glover's a bad actor. He's not. He's, he's great. I loved him in Community too. You know what I mean? Um, it's just that the other two are really good. And so I can't be like, oh, this is my favorite Donald Glover performance. Um, and I don't think it's Childish Gambino, Donald Glover, because here's, like, an unpopular opinion, which is that, like, I don't think he makes good music. Okay. I, I think, I think This Is America is great. Yeah. I think the music video is wonderful. I think the song is good. It is bolstered by the music video, but I'm not a bit, I, there's one, literally one song that I like by him, mm-hmm. and that's it. Okay. You know, everything else is just like, oh, it's okay. Yeah. Like, hot take is that I don't think he makes good music. I don't think he makes bad. Like, it's not bad, but I'm not like, oh, this is, he's like really good. I think he's just like good at it, you know? Like, good, I mean, he's earned everything. I don't think anything, any, I don't think any success was like handed to him or it's like as a result of like his fame, quote unquote, because like he wasn't famous yeah. before that, you know? It's just, I don't think, I don't like ride or die for his music. discography. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to say, I don't know whether I like movie Donald Glover, because I think when he's in movies and he comes up in like spots, like in The Martian or uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, when he comes up. You know what's interesting? Um, for Spider-Man, I didn't watch it, but do you remember when people were lobbying him to be Spider-Man? Yes. Um, and he's, like, it was this huge campaign of, like, people being, like, cast him as Spider-Man, the role ultimately went to Andrew, Andrew Garfield. Garfield. And um, later on, he, I think, said, like, that, like, Sony executives hadn't even offered him an audition, even though they said that they did. Um, 
And then he ended up playing this role in Spider-Man. Fun fact. Because of that? Kind of-ish. So it's like a little Easter egg in that uh, in the comics there are two Spider-Men, right? One is like regular old Peter Parker who like we've seen in movies before. One is a name, Miles Morales, who is like a different version of Spider-Man. Like in an alternate universe? In, in an alternate universe, there is uh, that like same spider bit Peter Parker, but also bit like this other kid, I think, I forget. But all I remember is he's a half black, half Puerto Rican, mm-hmm. right? Lives in Queens. Mm-hmm. His name is Miles Morales. Mm-hmm. In the movie, Spider-Man Homecoming, Donald Glover talks about his nephew who because he of where he lives he drops information that makes you think oh my god his nephew is Miles Morales so he plays the nephew of the guy he would have played in a movie if he was Spider-Man and he can't play Spider-Man because he's too, too old? old too old yeah in that Ma- movie yeah because Miles Morales is also like 13 or 14 years old okay yeah. okay um, but he theoretically he could play an adult version of no? He could, but that character is not. Like, it's such a new creation, that character. Okay. That, that character like, was made, like, four years ago. Got it. Okay. Um, so I'm going to say, I don't know if it's writer, Donald Glover. You know what? I, I think it's community, Donald Glover. That is my favorite Donald Glover. So after Donald Glover. After Donald in Glover, but community. in community. Okay. Like, there are still scenes that I think about to this day that make me laugh out loud. Okay. You know? Yeah. Um, there's, like, one very specific scene, which I'll show you on YouTube later. It's, like, him and Joel McHale, and they're going back and forth. And the writing is so sharp, but his performance, like, captures it so well that mm-hmm. it's I still, to this day, like, laugh about it. I think my favorite Donald Glover is community Donald Glover. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. What about you? Um, I think it's writer Donald Glover. Writer Donald Glover is a close second for me. And, like, as you said, like, um... Atlanta as a show, even though it really is about the, about, uh, what's his character's name? Earn? Earn, yeah. Earn's universe and the people who surround Earn. It ultimately isn't about Earn, mm. but I think he's made it that way and he's right. created, um, or he's centered episodes around all of these people, which also, I think we've talked about this before, makes Atlanta like that much special yeah. because like... He's not in every single episode. And like, He's in less than half this Yeah, season. and it's like a weird concept to think about if, you, if you're if you like, oh, you're the star of the show and you're like not even in all the episodes. Um, but what he's been able to create with Atlanta and that world, I yeah. think I like, I'm like super into. And then I'm assuming he writes his own music. Yeah, oh, I'm sure he does. So, again, not the music part, but... Even, like, This Is America. Like, just, I think he shines as... And, you know, that's where he got his start and um, of writing. And um, so, if I, mean, if I never see him in front of anything, in front, in, like, front of a screen, like, will I be sad? Probably. But, like, I think, I think at the heart of it, like, his writing is what... Agreed. That's a good point. Yeah, That's a really good point. That's a really good point. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I totally agree. I totally agree. Um, next question. Are they, on, are they on the Mount Rushmore of blank? I don't think so. I, don't th- I think it's too early. You know, I, I know we're doing a deep dive on him, but I think it's too early for me to say, like, oh, he, like he's on the Mount Rushmore of anything. Why don't I ask you a modified question? Okay. At the end of his life, Okay. When we talk about him years from now, 
What do you think he could be on the Mount Rushmore for? You know what? That is a great question because I was thinking about that. If he continues his like current trajectory, yeah. right? Do you think it's going to be like writer? Yes. Going to be actor? I, I think it's, it's going to be writer. Be, okay. I think if Atlanta continues its trajectory, and this is this is going to be, it's kind of like when people talk about child prodigies a little too early. Mm-hmm. I could see him on the same scope as like Larry David. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Larry David is he did Seinfeld. And he did Curb, mm-hmm. and I feel like Larry David really has no peer. Um, and, but I feel like if he continues this, and again, this would have to be like forty years of this, mm-hmm. you know, if forty years later he is still doing this, mm-hmm. then it's then it's him and Larry David okay. in my eyes. Yep. Yeah. What do you think? Um, yeah, I'm thinking about it along the lines of Atlanta, like if Atlanta is able to have a couple more, like, really good seasons, and if he's able to create more universes, and use the platform of TV to to do that, to express that, then I think he could be on the Mount Rushmore of, like, TV auteurs. Yes, Um, yes, yes, yes. There's him, there's him, there's... And Larry David, and then you go to, like, you know, David Simon, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, you know, people like that, um... You know, Vince Gilligan, 100%, I think. And it'd be crazy because he'd be the... He and Larry Day would be the only ones to have done it through comedy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, Although, you know, sometimes Atlanta doesn't... Oh, right. It's not a straight-up comedy, comedy, right? It's not a sitcom. Yeah. Right. Okay, cool. Uh, Next question is, how many versions of them are there? And, you know, I think we've kind of, like, glossed over this already. There's writer, Mm -hmm. actor, Mm -hmm. um, and musician. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think in that order, I like him. Do you think he'll ever be a leading man? You know, I was thinking about that because I mentioned how I like him when he's in movies, but he hasn't led a movie yet. Yeah. I mean, I even sh- in Solo, like, is it about Lando? No, no, no. no. It's, it's about, about Han Solo. Solo. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to say that it's one of those things where I can see him doing... I'm. Yeah, of course he can lead a movie. He's great. But it would be something where, like, oh, he just, like... He's good enough to be a leading man. He could do it great, but he's not overqualified to be a leading man. Right. You know, which is, like, weird to think, like, is anyone overqualified to be a leading man? Like, what's above that, right? Um, but there are certain people who are like, oh, it's easy to them. And I don't think it'd be easy for him. I think he'd be great at it, but he wouldn't be overqualified to be a leading man. I think, for me, he could do it. I'm sure he'll have opportunities, especially now that he is, like, the man of the hour. Um, but I think... What he's overqualified for are roles where he's not the leading guy. And that's why I like it when he's not. Because he's so good. He's, like, too good for it, almost. It's like in basketball when you have, like, too many really good players. Because then you can do your role and, like, because you're overqualified, you there's no chance of you not doing it well, you know? And so for me, it's like I like it when he's not in a leading role in movies because he can't fail. He's too good. Well, he's gonna be Simba. That's true. He so, technically is the Lion He's the Lion King. King. Yeah. Um, but we'll see, because, yeah. again, we have no idea what that's gonna look like, because it's live action. Does that mean he will be crawling around? Yeah. Or, know. you know, yeah. I think it's gonna be like the Jungle Book, where, you know, they had, it was CGI'd, mm-hmm. but also in real life. Yeah. You know? Um, I think that's what it'll be. It'll probably be CGI lions. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so, yeah. Okay. I've, I think he will get his shot, and he'll probably do it very well, but I prefer it, not prefer it, I appreciate it more 
when he's not the leading guy because he is leading man capable. So when he you slot him down, he like kills it. He absolutely kills it. That's what I like about it. Yeah. Okay. Um, last question, which is, does their person does his personality off screen help or hurt how we view him? So manage to stay out of trouble, right? Yeah, what is his personality off screen? I don't even know, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, you know... There... Has he said things that are controversial? Nope. Has he... Um... Okay. No, I mean, you know, I even tried looking it up and I couldn't find anything. You know, so for me, it doesn't hurt or help. Hurt or help, I think, you know, he's managed to stay out of trouble. And he actually... Yeah. It's been interesting to me because he actually hasn't even really talked about This Is America. Because he's been doing oh, yeah. press for Solo. I've heard he refuses to talk about it. Like He doesn't, doesn't, about he doesn't it. want to explain and it. And I also think that's interesting. I don't necessarily know what that accomplishes. I think, for me, I think it's like, listen, um, I made this video, like, you figure it out. And I, I like when artists do that. I don't like it when people offer up and I don't mean musicians, I mean, uh, especially when it comes to, like, TV. Yeah. You know, when writers are like, oh, you know, I don't want to explain that episode. Like, you you watch it. You What do you think it means? It means whatever you think it means, you know? Yeah. Um, so, I actually, I like that a lot. And I think for him, he's managed to stay out of trouble. Um, you know, he doesn't say anything controversial or crazy. And so, I'm fully on board. You know, I like the mystery aspect to the thing, to his projects. Because he's such a creative yeah. force, like you said, where... He just leaves it up to you to interpret it. Sometimes when people talk about themselves a little bit too much, or yes, um, it it I know it's a tricky thing because like part of what you do to promote the projects that you've worked on is to go and talk right. about yourself twenty four seven. But um, but the more you do that, and the more you give people a sense of like who you are as a person. Not that I think people shouldn't have opinions or like you know should be right. Well, of course, it, it it gets harder to to really um, have people believe in the roles that you play because people, you know, like an example of this is like sometimes like I look at Jennifer Lawrence and I think like she's like so fun and she's great, but like it's hard uh, to separate hard her to separate. the role and, she's and the so person. Good that like. You can do that most of the time, but at the same time, it's like when I'm watching Hunger Games or something, I'm just like, oh, she's probably farting in that scene, or like, <laughs> right, drunk right. in that scene, because like, it's, that's like, who she's projected herself to be, and it's like, so like, ingrained in my head. Yeah. Know. Um, what are your, I'm going to throw them out another question out oh, there, man. like, what is your... What are your hopes and dreams for, for this for, man? For Donald Glover. <laughs> yeah, um, in terms of his career and what you want to see him do. You know, more. I, th- I think right now, like, the sky's the limit. You know, I I would like to see... I like what he's doing with the Childish Gambino thing, which is, like, not, like... I feel like whenever there's something he's passionate about, he uses the different mediums available to him. You know, so I don't need a... Again, again, I don't. Th- I'm not a huge fan of his music, yeah. but I'm a huge fan of him making music, and so come out with an album or a single anytime there's something you want to like talk about, right? Um, and then, but then focus on writing. You know, writing material. Uh, you know, I love that with Atlanta. He's not in all the episodes, so maybe if there's uh, later on in his career where it's he writes something where he's not even in it. 
you know what I mean? And like mm-hmm. using, um, giving other people an opportunity to act. Like I want more all black writing rooms. You know what I mean? And maybe this time he's not even acting and he's just part of the writer's room and then yeah. eventually just kind of like delegates that and he gets, like, you know what? Like male Shonda Rhimes would be great. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if he wasn't just a writer but like then started his own production company. Yeah. You know, like I think that would be phenomenal. And also, you know, but continuing to act, continue to be in movies. I think that though is tough because like, you know, there were three years between Atlanta season one and two because he was making Solo. Did that take that long? Or, um... I think so. I think so. And so, there are only so many hours in a day, only so many, you know, months in a year, you know, and so that's the part that I get, I do get nervous about, which is, that's why I think the production company is a great idea, yeah. because then you don't have to be there day in, day out, you know what I mean? Where you can kind of, like, start projects, have ideas, and then give other people opportunities to, like, shine too, you know? So, I think the TV acting will probably have to come to a close at some point. Now, I'm not hoping for it, you know, but Atlanta's not going to be a 20-year TV show. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So after a while, when Atlanta dies out, make a production company to continue to have your presence in the TV world mm-hmm. and then start focusing on, like, movies, you know? And then not just, like, being in movies, but being a leading man, writing movies. You know, I can see him, you know, directing a movie like Ryan Coogler, but then also acting in a movie like Michael B. Jordan. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so kind of that's what I envision for him. And then coming out with music anytime there's something he's like passionate about that he wants to say something about. Okay. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, along the same lines, but I think um, what I find really interesting about him, though, is just like I feel like things are kind of in his timeline. Mm. Um, and so like I think, I don't know, like as much as I want stuff from him, like I also want him to have that space to like do something that's quality um and then surprise us you know what yeah, I mean? yeah, like yeah. we didn't like the Atlanta like the time between yeah I would have loved season two like right after season one but at the same time like um like this season has been really good and strong and um like it almost makes me feel like maybe they needed that time and maybe they needed to blind the ducks or whatever the saying is. Um, even the dropping of This Is America, like, you know, I don't know, like, maybe for someone following his career, like, you're like, yeah, no, duh, like, he was doing right. for now. But, like, I, like, you know, just, like, doing things that are, like, unexpected and his own timing um, so that he's not burnt out by any any pressures of, you know, having to, like, produce things yes. constantly. Um, that's a good point. That's a good point. That's why I'm glad FX. Okay with me. That's why I'm glad FX gave him the freedom to be like, yeah, Which, come yes. back when on yeah. your time. It's definitely not like a network thing where it's like September through May, where you need to create something exactly. for us. Um, yeah, which makes a lot of sense for being on cable. And, yeah. Agreed. All right, perfect. So uh, with that, why don't we take a break here, and then we'll come back with our obsessions of the episode. So we'll be right back. And we're back. Okay, so let's go right into our obsessions of the episode. Uh, mine is super relevant because we just finished doing a deep dive on Donald Glover's career, and my obsession is Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, I finished season two, finally. I didn't finish that. Oh, that, we just totally... No, and you can... Which episode are you on? 
Which one did you... What was the last one you watched? The Teddy Perkins one? No. Um, I hated the Teddy Perkins one. You hated it? Yeah, because it creeped me out so much. Like, I was like... It is super... It is super weird. Um, Not weird, super creepy. The last one I watched was when Dan goes to that New Year's Eve party. The Drake one? Uh Uh-huh. Champagne Poppy? Yeah. That's a great episode. Um, Okay, so, I mean, I... I love this season. I think it's just as good, you know, as the first one. Um, if you had to choose, do you like the first season or the second season? If I had to choose, probably the second season. Because the performance... You, know you know what it is? The performances are, I feel, like, so much stronger okay. in the second one. Because, like, there's no setting up. It's, like... And each person gets their own episode. Like, there's a Darius episode. There's, like, a... Um, a Paperboy episode, a Van episode, you know, I just... I, I really, really love this season, the Paperboy episode with the hair, the barbershop guy. That, oh, that's a really good one, you know, uh, and I just, I really like this season. They're, they're both so good. The guy who plays Paperboy, um, Brian... Tyree. Tyree Henry, I think so, yeah. Um, he's actually like a super accomplished um, singer, Oh, really? And he was in the original cast of The Book of Mormon. Oh. Um, he's on Broadway right now with um, Chris Evans. Uh, it's, he's, I, I think, I, I find him very fascinating. He's, he's great. Okay. I, I cannot say enough about this show. It's so good. It's so good. But I think there's a specific episode you wanted to talk about. Yes. Which is the Teddy Perkins yes. episode. Uh, which is, uh, it's a Darius central or centered episode where he goes to pick up a piano from this i guess this like old famous musician's house and the musician's older brother is like a michael jackson ish character because he's black but he looks white and it's it kind of unfolds like a horror movie it is it was the most disturbing thing Ever. There's it's it there's it's not funny at all. And the only part that's funny is like there's like a thirty to forty five second moment in the middle of the episode where Darius calls Paperboy and Urn and like that it like breathes some like levity into the episode and then it goes right back into it. And um And that that moment grounded it in like reality, yeah. Because I, it felt like a dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but then even by the end of it, I was just like, did that really happen? Like, is this real? Is this for real? Because yeah. um, they even mention on the phone, they they tell him like, you're gonna get killed. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, get out of there. He's yeah. like, no, I gotta get this piano. You know. So, I I don't know. I this shows this shows really good. That episode really freaked me out, but it also was like really good too. You know, um, I don't know. I just I can't say enough about the show. Everyone should just go watch it. Um, so it ended, right? Yeah. Okay. There were like ten episodes. Uh, I think ten or eleven. 10 and 11. you watch it on FX demand. Yeah. Okay, so everybody can go to FX. Yeah, you can just go it. to FX dot com and just and just watch it. Okay. For sure. Yeah. I just need people to watch it yeah. and like get on the train with us. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's your obsession? Um, I oftentimes read multiple books at once because I probably have some sort of ADD, um, undiagnosed. Um, so I've been reading two books. Uh, one is 
called I'll Be Gone in the Dark, One Woman's Obsessive Search for the Golden State Killer. Um, it's um, by, written by a woman named Michelle McNamara, who used to be married to the comedian Patton Oswalt. Mm-hmm. Um, she, actually, she tragically died before finishing the book, but she was a crime um, journalist. I don't know, criminal journal. I don't know what what it's what. She, I think people know. Yeah. yeah. Um, and she has spent so many years investigating the Golden State Killer, which is um, which is a name that California came up with for this one one person who was really terrorizing California for over a decade with um, rapes and murders, um, and so the book lays out like her investigation. And a lot of people credit her for keeping this going um, because at the time of publication and at the time of her death, like the Golden State Killer had not been caught. And then a few weeks ago, they finally caught him. Um, and I hope wherever she is in her afterlife, she's she's looking down and like she can be proud of the fact that like she helped bring this guy to justice mm-hmm. for doing so many terrible things to so many different people over like a thousand years. Um... And then the other book that I, I've actually been listening to is called, um, and it's not a new book. It's I think it was written in like twenty sixteen, but it's called In the Country We Love, My Family Divided, um, by an actress named Diane Guerrero. <laughs> totally butchered that up. Um, she, um, I know her from Jane the Virgin. She had a very small role in Jane the Virgin, oh, okay. but she. Um, was a recurring character on Orange is the New Black, which is, I think, where most people know her. And then most recently, she was on the show called Superior Donuts, which just got canceled by um, CBS. But basically, um, when she was 14, her parents and her brother were arrested and deported um, while she was at school. She was born in the U.S., so she's a U.S. citizen. Um, So she was able to remain in the country, and she basically, for almost half her life now, um, has been living in the states and getting by like finishing her school and then you know like moving on to being an actress um without like her parents um they never came back and you know i don't necessarily know that they will ever be able to come back um the reason why i'm listening to this is because um uh the company that i work for like she's going to be coming and um, giving a talk but um at the same time like it's there are over 11 million undocumented children in the United States, and I think most of that 11 million, the, their, the children themselves and their families probably live with this daily fear that one day, like, ICE agents are going to come and, you know, they're going to become, they're going to get deported back to, to countries that they fled and or countries that they don't even have ties to anymore because they've spent so much of their lives like building a new life here and it really just put that into perspective and just like list, like hearing her story or reading her story um really just humanized the whole experience for me and like you know those are astounding numbers and you hear it all the time but like with everything that happens, you get desensitized to things that are happening just because there's so much going on and so many terrible things going on. And, like, she was really messed up for a really, really long time. This isn't about, like, someone who, like, is, like, a successful actress right. and, like, recounting, like, how she made it in Hollywood. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. she, like, really went through a lot of anxiety, depression, and, like, 
just self-destructive behavior that really probably is the direct byproduct of um, just having her family stripped away from her. So, you know, like, I think it's super timely in that sense, and it's just really interesting. So if you are in the mood for um, currently, like, resonating reading um, in the country we love, or if you like true crime, um, I'll be gone in the dark. Great, great. Awesome recommendations. So, uh, as always, remember to uh, rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. Uh, Please check out Atlanta. Um, Check out, what were the name of the two books? I'll Be Gone in the Dark, In the Country We Love. Be sure to check those out. Um, And be sure to be on the lookout for our next episode. Uh, And until next time, we'll see you guys. You want to say bye? Bye, guys.